You're now listening to Churchy Life with Church Funny. Every week, we're bringing you fun conversations with real Christians from every walk of life. Make sure you visit churchylife.com for more. Welcome to Churchy Life, the podcast with Church Funny. This is your host, Damon Collins. I'm the creator of Church Funny. I want to thank you for checking out this episode. We have an awesome guest today. He is a prolific teacher and speaker. His name is Bishop Joel Trout. Bishop, say what's up to the people for me, please. What's up, what's up, people and Brother D.C.? Yes, sir. The Collins. (laughs) (laughs) And it's good to be talking to you, man. I've been, um, you know, I was in San Diego for a long time. And, you know, and you probably wouldn't know this. So the first church I visited was your church. Wow. When I moved out there, yeah, and it's and and the reason why is because so I'm, I grew up in L.A. Um, my minister of music was David Ross from oh. the time I was a little kid up until you know uh, I don't know how long, and so I saw what church he was at. I was like, well, let me check out this church. Wow. Yeah. So what? your church was the first church I came and visited, and I was like, this dude is an awesome teacher. <laughs> I, oh. I, I enjoyed your speaking and your and your preaching, man. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, so uh, let the people know um, who you are. Um, give them a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to talk about. Sure, sure. Well, I'm a, a Midwesterner, originated in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, wow. I'm a big Buckeye fan, so don't okay. hate, celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad, I'm a preacher's kid, uh, fifth generation Pentecostal Reformation. Uh, my, my, my dad is uh, a church builder, so we had a church in Ohio, and he felt led to go to Cali, came to San Diego in 78, and uh, then he moved in 92 to Atlanta. I took over the ministry there, and uh, we were able to build the church to nice, nice, good size, probably tripled its, its growth. Oh, wow. Made a, made a lot of impact. I'm a musician also, so... Heavily involved in the the music field, producer, songwriter, promoter, um, you name it. I was bringing all the major acts. Uh, Fred Hammond, Kirk Carr, Commission. Oh, I uh, love Commission. And I love Fred. Yeah, I brought all those to San Diego. I brought Fred twice. Uh, Brought Israel. Israel actually composed one of his songs at our concert that he use in his uh, South Africa con- oh, concert. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And uh, so did a lot of that. And then uh, my dad passed in 08, and I moved to Atlanta. They asked me to take over his ministry there. Oh, wow. In, in uh, the Dirty South. So yeah. that was a whole different experience, man. Yeah, I believe um, it. No, Atlanta's like a hopping city, really jumping. Okay. You, you, you want to see the black culture... I mean, in its full, it's there. It's, wow. it's, Atlanta is it. <laughs> I've never been, and I have a friend that just moved down there um, about a, maybe two years or so ago. Um, and he's in the gospel music industry. He's a He has a radio station, the Bonafide Radio. So he's out in Atlanta now. Um, so I've been telling him I'm going to have to come out and visit at some point. Yes, yes. You'll love it. You'll yeah. like it. And uh, so I'm actually back in San Diego as of about uh, three months ago. Oh, wow. And decided to make a, a shift and change in direction. And so uh, I'm back home. Look, San Diego is America's finest city is what is, <laughs> is our tagline. I, I still love San Diego. I got to get back soon. 
And I didn't know you were a musician. I didn't know you were a musician, too. Oh, my. Organ, piano, trumpet. Wow. Uh, uh, orchestra bass, the upright bass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Played play, play that in orchestra. Why is it that every musician can play, like, any instrument they want? I can't play anything. <laughs> I I always think I'm going to be able to, like, learn piano, and I haven't learned it yet. My piano, well, I have a keyboard that's been sitting off to the side of me for about at least as long as I've been here. Come on, uh, brother. <laughs> and I, I just never learned. And then any but other musicians, you, I play in keys. Well, I guess I'll play the trumpet now, and then you can play the <laughs> trumpet. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and play guitar, and then you're a master at guitar. I don't. Why, why is that? You know what? You, you get a, um, if you're really into it, you get a hunger for all of the other sounds. Yeah. For example, if you're playing a keyboard, you're also playing bass in your left hand. Right, right. So that intrigues you enough to say, let me go on and figure out the bass line on hmm. an actual bass. Uh, also, for example, the keyboard is percussive because you're playing rhythm. So right. it's what happens. Many of them start playing the drums. Right. It, it is so weird. Now, I actually started on the trumpet, though. Okay. And But, but here's the thing. You, you're learning, especially when you play the trumpet, Trumpet is always with other sounds. Yeah. Whether it's orchestra or I played in a jazz band mm -hmm. and the orchestra. So you, you get intrigued by other sounds. Okay. That and makes sense. It, yeah. And so by getting intrigued, so I learned, I was trained on trumpet, trained on the orchestra bass, and I was self-taught on the keys. Wow. So, yeah. I'm going to try, <laughs> I'm going to try to pick it. I don't know. I keep, <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to learn. It's been years. Um, and I haven't learned anything. I could pick around at instruments, but I can't. I can't play anything. So, but, but don't be hanging your clothes on that keyboard, okay? I rebuke that. <laughs> there's no clothes hanging on it. There's no. There's no. But it's there's definitely nothing else on it either. No fingers on it. <laughs> it's not plugged in. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. I wish I grew up in this generation when it comes to comes to learning. To learning, absolutely. Because what I used to do is literally take a portable record player and sit it on the organ yeah. and put a record on top of it and listen to it and try to hear the organ sound. Wow. And I would literally fall asleep two, yeah. three hours. <laughs> Nowadays, these kids have YouTube, yeah, which actually has the camera over the keyboard to show you what he's doing yeah yeah and tutorials oh my god it's crazy so i mean it's there for you i no, promise you yeah you're right and it's funny because i say the same thing because in my industry so i'm a software engineer and i've been doing this for like almost 23 years so when i first started there was no learning programming online it, i was at the library and i had to wow. i was reading stuff in like magazines that just had little snippets of code that was it now all the tutorials they have online to learn it's crazy anybody could be any kind of programmer if they want to it's yeah it's absolutely crazy like the 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 ease of learning now is so ridiculous well, so are you a uh, Cobalt and DOS back in those days? No, or? I'm not that far back. So <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm no, that's, <laughs> that's a little further back. But you know what? No, here's the thing. Um, and the only reason I'm not is because the stuff that I worked on was all, it was like right when the web started. So I was doing all oh. the, the web stuff, HTML, JavaScript, CSS. 
some of the back end stuff I worked in still was dependent on Cobalt and ba- and stuff like that. And I did do a whole lot of basic programming before that. So I do know, I remember basic well. Like I I think the first thing I ever programmed was um a calculator, the Texas instrument, you know, those TI 85s, the yeah. big graphing calculators. So that actually has a version of basic on it. And that was like the first language I learned was basic. And so I could program stuff on the calculator. Um, and, wow. you know, it translates to other stuff because all languages are, you know, very similar. So, yeah. Fortran. Yeah. Remember that? I language? remember Fortran. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's wow. funny. That's cool. Man, so yeah, get so let's get back to so you grew up in church. Your dad's a pastor. Your PK, um, we I was talking about this with somebody else. So all it seems like all PKs and even just church kids in general have a time where they wild out when they step away, <laughs> when they step away from church and like, look, that's enough of all this. My um, <laughs> my yeah. uh, my father in law is a pastor. And he's a preacher's kid. Like, he's several generations deep, same kind of thing. So he was like, yeah, I went to the military, and I just... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, a, it's You're in that uh, pristine environment, and, you know, you're seeing everyone else. And, and I one of the issues that I figured out later on was like, wow, I missed a lot of cultural phenomenon right. during that time because, you know, everyone saw certain movies that I never saw. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I'm serious. I, I've never seen Star Wars yet. The, the oh, trilogies yeah. and all of those. And, uh, so a lot of the music you kind of miss because during that period of time, it was like, uh-uh, you can't listen to all that mess. And oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm like a late bloomer just catching up on a lot of the, the dances, the music, the culture uh, of, of those days. And yeah. yet, and yet I was really learned and studied, and so I tried to figure out some things. But yeah, you, when you're in that church environment, you're, you're, you're protected, especially growing up in some of the more fundamental types of uh, teaching environments. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I, we talked about we want to get a, some story, a story, some stories from you hilarious weird interesting things that have happened at church i know we all have them i know you must have a ton of them so go ahead and share with us <laughs> okay okay so let me let me share with you uh some while i'm preaching story okay um so one sunday i was just really it, it was on you know i was really in a zone and i'd come out of the pulpit and the su- my subject was Tell the devil I changed my mind. All right. So it, it was getting the people were up and clapping. And so I, I got into this rhythm where I started involving the audience. Okay. And and uh, and so I, I took a risk and let people engage with my mic oh, while no. I'm preaching. No, come on. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> and, and and so I knew I knew some of their oh. stories. So I went to one. I said, and, and Sister Ann, when you were out there tweaking on drugs, oh, no. and you got sick of it, what did you tell the devil? Tell the devil what? I changed my mind. So that was my message. I changed my mind. Got you. So, so everyone knew the tagline. Now I can see how this should work very well. It, it should have. <laughs> it should have been real smooth. Oh, oh believe me, because we had a lot of people that had been out there and bad and was now changed. And so I got to one precious soul. She was fresh off the boat. I mean, 
uh, cleaned up and, yeah. and, and said that when you were out there and, and selling this and that and, and going here and there and getting your arms filled with tracks, <laughs> what did you tell the devil? What did you tell him? She said, go to hell! <laughs> Look, we've all been here the whole time with on point with the message. How did you? How did she just step away? Because she felt it in that moment because we were all hyped. Right. (laughs) She was. Don't tell the devil I changed my mind. But when I got to her, she was so hyped. What'd you tell the devil? (laughs) So that was all. That was on the tape. That was on the video. Oh, boy. And and I I splattered up with it. You, You meant change. My mind, I changed my mind, right? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, that I told him all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. So, so another one uh, on the same vein. Okay. Uh, we had this big uh, evangelistic crusade in October. And we had had like 160 people get baptized. It was just crazy. We had church every single day of the month. Oh, wow. And uh, one particular, uh, it, was, it was Halloween night. And we had this old sailor, you know, crew cut, you know, tattoo on arm, typical old sailor. Yeah. And uh, old guy, he was a Caucasian and, and just one of the most unlikely people you would expect. And he had received the Holy Spirit. And so I had a line of people up and I was giving them the mic yeah. to give their testimony. And uh, so I came to Brother George. I said, George. So you're one of our souls this month, and just tell everybody how you feel. He said, wow, this is a hell of a good start. Oh, yes. <laughs> Once again, like, hey. Right. <laughs> that, that, that was the language that he knew. Yeah, you know? yeah. And this is why testimony service is banned at most churches now. <laughs> <laughs> We, yeah. you gotta vet people out. You gotta, you know, have a meeting with them before they give their testimony. Make oh sure they, God. you know, what they gonna say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too many videos of uh, testimony service going awry. Like right, even now, like you'll see stuff like, and then they'll slowly pull the mic away from them. All, all, all right, all right, God, you got the slow clap. God bless you. <laughs> and you know what? Those of us that grew up with testimony service, it was, it was like. You know, who's going to say what? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and who's going to set the church on fire? And who's going to turn it out? And so it was great spectator sport for us. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's and, funny. And, 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 you know, growing up in a Pentecostal environment, we, of course, we people would would uh, pray to receive the Holy, Holy Ghost, the Holy right. Spirit. And so we had this one guy. And, you know, usually when they're praying with a soul, they're like, just, just say what's ever on your mind, you know, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You yes. know, we're trying to get them in that mode. Get it to flow. And, I got you. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I remember one time we were dealing with this soul, and we just said, just, just say what's ever on your mind, brother. Just speak it out to the Lord. Just say it. <laughs> he said, green. What? <laughs> what? He said, Green. <laughs> <laughs> and basically he's, uh-huh. he, he, that's what's on your mind brother the color green no <laughs> wait how, how 
I'm, I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, man. All right, all right. God bless you. Hey, you That's it, long, baby. The green. Long, hey, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, really, we've seen some, some crazy stuff. One time uh, in Georgia, my mother was telling me about a service in Georgia where, you know, the service had got really hot and heavy and folks were jumping and running and praising the Lord. And they had this one brother who was particularly active. You know, every church has that one person who, oh yeah, as soon as they hear the music, like, oh, exactly. go. it's time to go. And uh, one particular brother, he ran around and as he was coming around the edge, because my mother, she was the mother of the church. She sat on the second row on the edge. Yeah. And so he's coming around the front of the church. And as he's coming around the bend and jumping and running, you know, they, they don't they don't have this at such church. But when you jump and running, anything can happen. So oh, yeah. Yeah. She says as he's as he's running around, she looked down and noticed that his male part was uh, protruding and hanging oh, out. No, no. He was, he was unzipped and and, oh, no. and un and un underweared. <laughs> how were you doing that much jumping? <laughs> how could how could you be yeah. not? How could you be that excited and not feel the breeze? At least, <laughs> um, you you've heard the term "let it let it hang out." Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he let it all go and. Uh, I think some brothers accosted him and kind of grabbed him and wrapped him up. Wrapped him with the sheet, right? You got to get the sheet on him. You know, like uh, Bynum said, no more sheets. No, we need sheets. <laughs> no, right we need now. sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh, Lord. Send the sheets like you sent the rain is what. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Man, That's uh, wild. If, if you got four hours, I got four hours worth of material. It's, Look, it's, we, <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> Because I, I want to, and it's funny because a lot of times I want to jump in on similar stories because I'm like, oh, I've seen X, Y, Z happen. But then if I'm, because I want to have some of my other friends and stuff that I grew up with on the show too, and they'll eventually tell these same stories. And I'm like, I don't want to take away from oh, these stories because it because we could go forever. They're common. I mean, yeah, my, I have an evangelist friend. He was preaching. He told me this himself. He was. You know, he was trying to put his message together, and you know, you give your your text, you know, and and he said, and and he caught himself, but it was too late. He he said, my text tonight is, you know, God will, and my co-text is, okay, okay wait a minute, <laughs> no. that didn't sound right. Oh man, yeah. The, so that's he, funny. So. You know, usually we say my subtitle. Subtitle, yeah. That night it was Kotex. So yeah, that's you, yeah. you figure that one out. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> you, you know that that thing when you say when you're trying to get away or trying to find somewhere to hide. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he was in that place. That's yeah, funny. And, and then you got to go on and preach your message anyway, and, and act like you didn't say what you just did. You know, everybody's like, did, did you just get out? Know. Right. I think the best course of action a lot of times is to just admit what happened and lean into it, let the people laugh it off, and then, you know, they go forward. Because they're going to talk about you anyway. <laughs> they're going to talk about you. Did he just say, uh, 
So just, you know, go on and lean into it. I, I like that. Lean into it. And Bad. So growing up, we, we had to play off a lot of stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and hide our laughter. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've been in church all my life. So, you know, I've seen slips fall, you know, right. the lady, the usher standing at the door and her, her slip just of course, they don't know what that is now. They slip. Yeah, the but, people uh, not doing the slips anymore. But yeah, yeah. But there she is, standing back at the door. And, whoop, <laughs> there it goes. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I never understood what the one finger is supposed to help with. Everybody could still see you. But there, yeah, yeah. I, is it? There's one less person to account for. Maybe is that uh, what it is? That's. I think that's what it is. There's. There's one that's out. So. I'm, I'm gonna start using that thing. <laughs> That's yes. what's up. Hey man, that this was awesome, man. That was great. I re- I remember a time in our church in San Diego. We were on 41st University, which was a hot spot for activity. Okay. And in in walks this young man uh, who's dressed in a, a full wedding dress. What? And yeah, yeah. Just walking down the street, dressed for a wedding. But he's wearing a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Who was he coming to marry? I don't, I don't um, understand. Oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, um, my dad was performing a wedding in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, and he got to the part where was, is there any reason why uh, these two should not laugh and join together? Let us speak now forever, hold us peace. Oh no. And and, and the, the girl's ex boyfriend. No. Who had who had bought his tuxedo? No. Yeah, <laughs> he came ready to take over. He was dressed in his tux. What? I got yeah. a reason. <laughs> yeah, and so they had to stop the whole wedding and had to go in the back and try to settle him down. The brothers had to kind of like hold him down because he came. Back. He was ready to step in and get married. Wow. I think um, they need to cut that part out of <laughs> of weddings because I think some people are just waiting for that opportunity. Um, yeah, they need to let that whole part of the tradition go. Anybody have any objections? Like, don't. Why would you open it up like that during oh my this God. joyous occasion? <laughs> well, he he showed up and he, and he came tucked up, ready to go, and wow. I guess he he figured he had one more chance, and <laughs> uh, so. It's wow. any and everything uh, you can name. We we've seen it and dramatic stuff too, but the, the funny too. Oh yeah, yeah. I I yeah. I don't doubt that at all. That's crazy. That's. <laughs> I I had a lady one time on a, a second row. I was just preaching up a storm Sunday morning, and and, and she raised her hand. <laughs> raised her hand. Yeah, she she wasn't ready to praise the Lord. She had a question. Right, I'm like, what's the hand raising can, for? Can I? Can I? <laughs> it wasn't Bible study. It was, you know, right. Sermon. But sure enough, she had a question. I don't think I stopped. No, I, I couldn't stop. You know, because when you get your rhythm and your flow, you can't really stop and address questions on Sunday morning. Right. But uh, so you have to be prepared for a little bit of uh, everything. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in church, and it's it's one of the funniest environments to be in. It is uh, from the hats to the clothes to the what people say, um, you you name it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I want the 
let people in on. You know, it's it's a whole lot of hilarious stuff that happens alongside all, like you said, all the the deeper things and the the drama or whatever. But even just we're just all people and we have a lot of hilarious experiences. So this has been this has been great. This has been awesome. Church funny. You you should never have, be at a loss for material. That's no, sure. no, I'm, we're never at a loss <laughs> for material. Okay, so before we get to our next segment, we want to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsor, and that's churchydate.com. Churchydate is the best new Christian dating site where the goal is to connect single Christians through faith, laughter, and love. It's got all the features you'd want on a dating site, plus some really fun and churchy questions to make sure there's no unequal yokes a man being formed. <laughs> so while other dating sites cost around 30 bucks a month, Churchy Dates Premium Membership is only $5 a month, and they've even got super discounted six-month and yearly plans. Register and create your profile for free on churchydate.com and use the promo code CHURCHYLIFE to try a premium membership out completely free for one month. Go ahead, browse for your sanctified boo at churchydate.com. All right, so we're going to do the next segment called The Holy Hot Seat, and The Holy Hot Seat is where we hit you with some random, quick, rapid-fire type of questions about you, about God, the things of God, the people of God, your levels oh, of yeah. holiness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It seems like it seems like you're ready. So um, Now, it's, it's nothing that bad, so I just want you to, you know, oh. relax. It's all good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, here's here's a good one for you. Besides the Bible, what's one of your favorite books? Huh. It's a book that I actually have recommended to lots of ministers and people who had uh, dreams, and it's called "The Power of a Vision." Okay. By George Barna, and when I started pastoring at the age of thirty in nineteen ninety two, the that book single-handedly changed my life. Oh, um, wow. The power of a vision. And uh, it really helped me to put it all together. Okay. And, and understand how to coalesce and bring a group of people around a, a single purpose. Oh, wow. I might power have to pick vision. that up. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. George Barna. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Outside of God, what can't you live without? I know it's a bunch of things that you could think of, but what's what's one of the biggest things you can't live without outside of God? It could be anything. Ooh, outside of God, what can't I live without? Uh, the love of my wife and kids. Awesome. Can't do it. Oh, yeah. So this is like a two-part question. The best part about growing up in church and then the worst part about growing up in church. The best part about growing up in church is, I would say, community. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's no environment like it. Although, you know, everyone has like some kind of emphasis that they grew around. Some kids... Sports was everything around them. Others, it was music. Others, uh, it was art or business. For for a kid growing up in church, the community and relationships probably the best part. Yeah, let's say because you have relationships for the rest of your life that are formed in church. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
the worst part about growing up in church is, huh, I would say the, now this, man, it doesn't work for everybody's experience, so I'm, I might be just speaking of, of mine, but. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Perhaps the sheltering from human experience. Yeah. That it's, it's a double-edged sword. So on the one hand, you're protected. But on the other hand, you're protected and you might be a bit naive. Right, right. So I would say that would be the worst part is the fact that if you were immersed. Yeah like I was, then you are a bit naive about certain aspects of the human experience. Right, right. And I think it's, and for a time, that's how it was, right? For for a long time. Even, I know I came up under a lot of the same kind of stuff. And I think what happened, and it's almost like the way you treat your kids versus the way your parents treat you. Um, because what happens is you kind of figure out a better balance of things that's, you know, you want to be deep, but not as deep, or, you know, you want to be hard, or but not as hard as, you know, your parents yeah. were, that kind of, so it's very similar. So the generation now is, um, I don't know if they're, I guess they're benefiting from, you know, um, us figuring out a balance more and trying to balance those things out. So, yeah. 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 I, I would say those, those would be the, the areas that, probably would be the, the negative side. Right, right. I will do one last one. So you just came from Atlanta and you're in San Diego now, so now you gotta answer twice. What's your favorite spot to eat after church in Atlanta and San Diego? Hmm. Okay. Um there's a spot in Atlanta. Um called legal seafood okay now legal's is based out of boston hmm. but they have this beautiful spot in georgia downtown and everyone that knew me were close to me knew legal's seafood was my my spot okay all right uh in dago believe it or not um and since i've been back i've I, I probably need a membership card here because okay. <laughs> it's it's a uh, soup plantation. Soup plantation, <laughs> come on, man! <laughs> soup plantation. Oh my god, I am I am. Oh. Just like, you know why? I think because I was down in Georgia those ten years and, and didn't have anything like that. So really, since I've been back now, of course, for a unique eatery place. Um, besides soup plantation, um, gosh, I, I may say, uh, coops, oh, West coops. <laughs> I miss coops. West Texas barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have accepted the taco shop over soup plantation immediately because I missed the taco shop. Yeah. 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 Dude, dude, no, you got Soup plantation. No, I love soup. I no, I actually love soup plantation. Like we used to go, and you know, I would always see every once in a while when I was there, I'd see Bishop McKinney at Soup Plantation. Like he loves Soup Plantation. It's good. No, it's it is good. 
And but you can keep going back. You can, yeah. And, and you don't feel like you're stuffed. You still feel refreshed when you leave. Right. Um. Yeah, so that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not mad at you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not mad at you. That's okay. what's up. Well, Bishop Trout, I appreciate you coming on the show and giving us a peek into your churchy life and sharing these hilarious stories with us, man. This has been great. Thanks, Damon, for the opportunity to, to share what uh, we've grown up to love and uh, appreciate over the years now. Looking back, it's, it surely gave us lots of laughs. Oh, yeah, man. And you're awesome. I, I really do. Again, I do appreciate you coming on. And sharing with us. Let the people know where they can find you on social media. Um, any projects you might have going on you want to tell people about? Yes. Okay. So due to being super hacked, um, I had to change my uh, Facebook page because the one with all my friends got hacked. So, Oh, wow. Uh, but they can find me at Joel David Trout on Facebook. Okay. Under the name of Joel David Trout. And then on Instagram, uh, Joel Trout. 96 uh, my hand on Instagram and a big project is coming up in Atlanta this Thursday Friday and Saturday is uh, my wife is sponsoring a conference called Lift okay L-I-F-T and it is a huge conference meant to do just that to lift women and encourage women this is the third year and uh, if you actually go on Google and look up Unbothered, that's the name of the conference. Okay. That's the first thing that will come up. Okay, wow. This is Unbothered, hashtag Unbothered. Okay. And so uh, I'll be there and uh, would love anybody to look us up and uh, check us out if you're down. It's coming uh, week, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. All right, that's awesome. All right, so I'm going to put that information in the show notes as well so people can click right over to find you and find any information about the conference and all that stuff. Great, great. Appreciate your help. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you again, and I appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Thanks. All right. Thank you, sir. For full episode information, show notes, and links to anything discussed on this episode, visit churchylife.com. For feedback and guest suggestions, email churchfunny at gmail.com. If you love what we're doing, show your support with a positive rating and review on iTunes. Please don't forget to subscribe and share Churchy Life with your friends and family.